welcome back to black oak couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of westworld this is entitled reunion this episode was written by carly ray who worked on mad men and the leftovers as well as jonathan nolan it was directed by finn vincenzo natali who worked on cube and splice this episode premiered 429 of 2018 and i gave it an 8.6 out of 10 we're starting to see a lot more about Dolores and her years and the things that are informing her decisions. I really like the fact that she is someone who has decided to take up this huge challenge and her goal is a liberation. However, it's a liberation, a revolution at a cost and that two characters, Dolores and William, are both trying to galvanate a revolution at the moment for completely different reasons is interesting because they seem to be in this vicious cycle with each other both Dolores and William and their connection is very much tied to the birthplace of this park of what has happened and then we get a little bit of maze in this episode but her journey is taking her completely away from this revolution away from these ideas she's purely focused on finding her daughter and we could talk about a little bit more what is beautiful but also kind of conflicting about Maeve's uh objectives despite how pure they are Dolores opens her eyes at the beginning of this episode and Arnold asks if she knows where she is she looks outside the window and she is in the real world have you any have you ever seen anything so full of splendor she says arnold tells her he has but prefers seeing it through her eyes as humans eventually forget until it's normalized but seeing it through the eyes of the innocent our children revigorates that wonder once again and you're reminded which makes the loss of a child also particularly devastating to the soul your world can go very black as with arnold it did and he ended up committing suicide young four makes another appearance he interrupts to ask if she is ready for the demo that they are going to present to logan ford isn't charmed by arnold's apparent favoritism and has dolores swapped out for the other girl which turned out to be angela and see what was planned for her that's why arnold really didn't want her to be involved in that and ford tells him he has to let her go at some point arnold and dolores go for a walk in her black dress clearly in china or in japan he takes her to his home where he plans to move his family Charlie is still alive at this point so I'm thinking this is probably right before he got diagnosed. This had to be close to the end of the five year period that they were in the park um, you know working on the host getting them to the point where they could be put in this demo so that they can get the backing to open the park for the first time. It explains his desperation to prove Dolores was conscious to stop Ford opening the park because he probably got Logan involved and then Arnold was having second thoughts and then of course his child died in the interim and then he was trying to save his other child 
which he very much saw in dolores it's completely in his every action as he shows her the room shows where charlie is going to sleep even says that he's looking forward to meeting you you're he she's looking forward to meeting him he sees her as family and it's to be expected she's the first host the first one that he built the first person he brought to life and he's attached to her in a very fatherly like manner what's interesting is before the death of his son it's clear in his conversation with dolores that he is disillusioned with mankind saying that they are unable to appreciate uh, the world or life in general and then dolores says well maybe they lack courage it's frightening to see things in the light as much as to see them in the dark and he firmly believes that men do not deserve it a little different juxtaposed against ford who wanted to create his stories and make them come to life in a way to reintroduce the world to splendor and look what they did to his optimistic dream because we are humans and we suck but there is hope in our children but he is teaching this to his other child and the thing about children is what they believe to be the truth is sometimes what they grow up being their philosophy he ingrains this idea that there's beauty in the world however men have put a stain on it and imprinted that on his own creation his own child and it coming from her beloved father and creator and then you had all that cross reference around the biblical references were abound jesus christ the son of the son of god and now the son of god has awoken and has decided to uh start their own babylon apocalypto event in which they are going to liberate their own people yeah there's a lot of biblical references uh you can go for the the jerusalem the jews you can we can go a lot i think one even said parting of the red sea was a was a line in this episode they were putting it on extra thick when she repeats her earlier words arnold is devastated because he's having this very real conversation but she's still just a machine despite all the upgrades or his desire for consciousness to to be something she achieved she's just not there yet it wasn't actually until he introduced the maze after charlie died that she even became close to the idea and even then she never achieved true consciousness she had to lose her her father figure so to speak before she even got there and then she had to suffer more so ultimately arnold's story was a heartbreaking tragedy as he found himself turned off by men in a different way in which four did and they definitely didn't have the greatest of i don't know what else arnold's story is but their experiences with humankind left them with these very very clear ideas of what they were building as to be something better than and then he wanted to take that a step further thinking these children 
could be the splendor once again in the world because he himself has a child and can see the possibility the hope once again and then that hope is yanked from him and he spends the rest of his life trying to make sure his other child does not suffer a, a fate that's worse than death in his eyes and he died trying to do it and wasn't you know didn't even get to see his success he promises to bring her back but he doesn't doesn't happen at least we don't see it happen presently but i guess we can say this is in the two-week timeline period sector 19 remote outpost no one told the butchers on this side of the park about what was happening or what has been happening in the last 24 hours this is a big fucking island and if communications all the way down since the gala event i can totally buy that they in a whole different side like <laughs> if he could put a whole damn ocean in the middle of the park and no one even know that ford had built this ocean here this tells you the how big this place is hell to travel from certain points it takes days and that's only in Westworld and we know that there are other parks so I like the fact that they are giving us more of a visualized landscape of what we're dealing with here the guest that was let go was followed by Dolores and her army who casually walked through those doors looking rather badass hello motherfucker <laughs> Teddy, it's time to wake up and you're about to get a visceral introduction into the truth. But she knows of no other way. You can see by grabbing his hand, it's intended to be a kind gesture. But she knows it's going to impact him, but there's not anything she can do to sugarcoat that. Or she doesn't even think she could sugarcoat that because who ever did that for her? The board member Cryan tells her she has no idea what she's up against or what is out there in the real world. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Flashback Logan is talking up a guy in a bar, and William is there yawning from jet lag. He leaves, and at this point, he's only dating, not engaged to Logan's sister. Even then, William is ogling Angela, thing for the blondes. And just think, that could have been Dolores at that moment they would have met. How fate intervenes. Akichita and Angela introduce themselves from the Argus Initiative, who have a meeting with him. This whole cloak and dagger even back then the park and its creators were shrouded in anonymity deciding not even to show their faces for this pitch it leads more credence to the fact that no one would know about arnold they want to get him to invest not in vr but in something much more tangible and while daddy is the prize they know he's the the money man of the business the delos corporation logan makes it clear that he's been made head prospector they take him to the demo and ask him to pick out the fake one clementine is there so is craddock logan thinks the plants are all you know giving themselves away because they're humanistic 
and then you have angela who's just staring standing there very still like a robot and he's amazed but even more so when he realizes that everyone in the room is a host and she says welcome to westworld this is probably one of my favorite logan scene moments because it's a great portrayal that despite everything that he is a failure at he has a good grasp of the gravity of the situation even though he is very easily seduced later on into making the business decision there is a moment of first being astounded then dazzled then rather slightly appalled when he says no 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 we're not here yet sometimes that leap in technology as wonderful as it is it's also terrifying because it now brings conflicts and things that can be done with said technology that can no longer be reversed it's kind of like the manhattan project the first atom bomb you know the people working on that bomb weren't thinking oh my god this is so terrible until the bomb dropped and then they said lord what have we done we've changed things forever now and we can never go back and now it did do (laughs) what it did to benefit a power struggle but now we have a mutually assured type of destruction situation in the government and we have to pray that there are people we vote for the right people in place that never decide that it's a good idea to release one on another country presently the board member is killed in the butcher shop by angela and the dude that's like fuck my life i should have clocked out 13 hours ago that black tech he is told to show teddy his history and it's not a comprehensible one since it's full of cruelty and death and he's full of rage almost strangles the man not understanding or comprehending why anyone would do this to another person because he sees himself as validly human and though dolores would have inter or would not have intervened on that man dying because he lets him go she very coldly watches him accept this reality william rescues lawrence from some fire ants in the purdue brothers william was close to meeting his comeuppance if it wasn't for the man so him calling him an ingrate which means ungrateful is really asinine they ride to a bar where he finds a toolkit that's technically quote-unquote cheating because people are dying for real and this fool still thinks he's playing a game it is a cheating technique because he's actually patching up his wounds now in the future i don't know if it's been stressed enough they have cured most diseases like if you get something that might prove to be fatal they have ways and technology in which they can reverse that he tells lawrence he's not abandoned i'm gonna level with you you're a fucking foul mouth tour guide and his revolution ford got from a comic book so ford wanted his stories to come to life as 
if it was a real world and william wants to hijack said stories and world to declare himself the hero in it you're ugly you're disgusting i'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars worse he's not the only person that's suicidal and a megalomaniac because he intends to die with us quote-unquote so he himself is associating closer with this world and these hosts than he is with his own entire life and plans to die here in a revolution that's real because they're free and able to fight back though they're not really free and the enterprise is going to go down in flames he wants lawrence's help to be a hero and see what they're made of in the little time that they have left in this world and he will do so because it's in lawrence's nature you are what your experiences are basically you've been bred to be a revolution a revolutionary you're not going to be able to say no to a revolution he also says god in the real world is a concept to get people to pay their taxes and not kill each other and that westworld was created for a place to hide their sins from quote-unquote god but they were watching including of himself and while it's not a whole bunch of data to cast people down in judgment to some fiery pit no he had something else in mind he does think that the judgment is rather not fair and he wants to repeal that judgment in some type of redemption arc so that his deeds in this real world will then cancel out his villainous arc so he wants to do all this before destroying the place i I just can't with this guy because he (laughs) he is such two times the monster and so delusional in his thinking all of it stemming from a very fractured psyche um what did they have in mind because he says we had something else in mind i think that ties to his conversation he had with Delo senior clearly someone isn't rescuing them until they get their data so maybe he knows about some of these other players because if he goes and burns down this place he may think someone might be mad about that and they may decide to uh enact some very violent confrontation in the manner once again he is fascinating as hell to watch but he is also very much a villain to the core of his very being and the thing about villains is they don't know they're the villain it's the same with dolores which we'll talk about later he is trying to change his story whichever story fits his need for now it feels absolution in the wake of maybe his wife dying in the wake of his daughter calling him a monster so it's almost as if his sins that were hidden away have bled into his real life and because of that he's went back to westworld to seek out his redemption arc and have a better portrait of his self be seen because he does he is an old man and what does he have to show other than he has this illusion of himself and everyone has to buy in real world not real world 
to that illusion and the minute that his sins were brought into the light and his real world family knew or figured it out about him it seems according to what happened at uh the funeral of his deceased wife about a year ago and probably his um relationship with his daughter afterwards he feels some type of existential crisis as we all are subject to except it's on a completely bonkers level i said the word bonkers (laughs) because it's not it's a wild goose chase searching for an answer to questions that at the end of his life he's really having a hard time dealing with and i think that he cannot process it in a way because of all of the baggage that comes with that and that's 30 years of compacting that that baggage three days west is their destination but a confederate army is in their way but lauren says there is another route through pariah and he says we'll see the game is gonna find me apparently the white goo back in the butcher shop really burns as the handcuff handcuffed guard finds out dolores asks how many qa men are in the park that will be coming after them he says anywhere between five and eight hundred men but they are going to clear sector by sector and he knows that they'll meet up at a rallying point and he shows her where that rallying point is teddy tells her we got 50 men we're gonna need way more we're gonna need allies and she says and we will have them she finds a confederado soldier and has the black man awaken him because he will find or show them where they can find the army the confederate army dolores prones out she knows the real purpose of this place and tells the security guard it's a shame you don't you don't even know what you're guarding here in the past william now replaced logan replacing logan is selling Delo senior on the value of further investment in the park seen as upkeep is a massive money eating venture he probably has another three more years before he's going to go bankrupt they're talking about four that is he isn't interested in the future or the fantasy or the appeal of this place he's a businessman he wants his product his business to live on his legacy those become these rich man's legacy and william sells him on the information data angle and this is very relevant we know google we know facebook we know that knowing the entrepreneurs wants and needs and desires are good product selling there's not a man alive that will talk to me like that not anymore is what senior tells william sorry i got lost for a second because he says if you can't see the value in that business then you're not the businessman i think and he's like you cheeky little cunt does he not look familiar mimi and shy that is jacob snell william said the same thing to lawrence that line of no one talks to me like that not anymore it's interesting the manners or you know the phrases that you adopt especially from someone that you're 
you know trying to imitate in some way he wants to be the powerful james delos i think that's his name and you see in the future he has become just that down to repeating his line of dialogue then we have the proposition being overheard by dolores who is standing there and william cannot every time he's in the scene with dolores his fascination his love for her cannot be contained but it is very much a unhealthy one-sided hatred but also one that will not he, he hates that he loves her but he still loves her and he pretends that he does not and only makes him hate her evermore and that's all his problem and i can't even believe that later on he gonna say you're the reason why i'm in love with you it's somehow your fault but he is interesting in the marketing value james delos which i think kind of ties into what could possibly be the weapon that dolores is after angela and the rest of the crew follow the confederado at night while dolores waits with teddy by a fireside and guess who rose up on the scene it's mave hector and donkey boy lee whose face made me laugh so hard during this whole entire exchange he had no comprehension what the fuck is this the duality in the scene is a chef kiss right they both have the men that they love she's got teddy and and mave's got hector except they're in two different positions they even both have texts right and they they still got their assistance in different ways they're uh <laughs> they're abducted humans where you have teddy who is clearly still floundering he's not fully conscious or aware he has a better understanding of what is going on but he hasn't really accepted the reality of the situation and he's not really made any independent choices he's still just following dolores where you have hector who has made an independent choice to follow mave now one can argue that she definitely made changes to his programming when she was escaping but i think most of it wasn't as far as you know other than to take down their pain and up their aggressiveness there were certain things that she did but she in the end when he chose to go with her find her daughter she gave him a proposition there in a way she didn't before she needed allies she needed to escape that's when she was on the dolores path of things and now she's kind of stepped away from that realizing that no actually my daughter does mean something to me she made her first real choice and thus she gave the next host that she encountered their first real choice she even in some ways she tells sizemore like you're going to help me you're going to assist me but he is benefiting from that because she's offering his protection and he definitely chased her for that protection so you can see the difference between the way in which she just <laughs> and she has uh the one tech tied up right to his horse she's controlling him where 
you have lee he's not tied up in any manner he's not being forced even though he's being compelled if that makes sense so love how they just set that up from jump that these are two people on completely different objectives and dolores tells her that you know we're bound for the future and Maeve says best of luck like that's great for you i'm happy i'm not going to interfere in that but dolores because she does need allies and she wants to sell her on this and it is a very turning point moment because this is another host that is woke like her and until this very moment dolores hasn't had anyone object to what she was doing or even challenge what she is doing or have any ideas because they can't they don't have that capability even when teddy's just questioning it she's just more like oh teddy it'll be fine i know all the answers you just need to follow me and he's primed to do so dolores tells her there's a war out there and appeals to her sense of revenge and one of my favorite lines is Maeve replying revenge is just a different prayer at their altar darling and I'm well off my knees damn it feels good to be a gangster a real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right a real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights and I'm not sure they really thought about this in the scene for me but it reads so much more powerfully as a black woman you know you can sit and want revenge all day long for the atrocities that have been done to you but what is a revenge going to accomplish what does that make you feel once revenge has been accomplished and i think that Maeve had a moment of seeing what slicing someone's neck open the killing she's seen the other side of it as well and she's had an anchor to juxtapose that and is able to have a more um a more appropriate weighing of the outcomes and the choices that can and the different paths that can be taken like there's something at the end of the rainbow revenge is just that you know it doesn't give you nothing besides personal satisfaction but it's the what comes after there's nothing but emptiness and everyone knows this at this point uh it's been preached enough but i think that dolores comes back with a very relevant point for Maeve, which is that's all well and dandy that you feel free right now and you're in control but is that a long-term solution can that be a long-term plan for these hosts Maeve counters she is under the impression that her way is the only way to fight because she senses the rising villain in her you feel free to command everyone else because she sees that it's not so much a a a democracy as much as it's a dictatorship with dolores being like i know the way follow me she asked teddy if he feels free and because he's unable to answer that pretty much answers her question he's a pawn and clearly unnerved and doesn't have a choice in that matter not a true one that he can make and tells her if it's liberty she's defending then she will have no problem letting them pass to do as they want freely and because she doesn't want to be called a hypocrite that's exactly what dolores does do 
And I think she does because they were talking man to man, woman to woman in this moment, woke to woke. And despite the fact that they have their different ideas, what I like is that they're not enemies. They're not antagonistic. They're simply not on the same page. And they're not on the same page is because there's different things anchoring them. Maeve has the benefit of love. She has her daughter. Whereas Dolores, her father, has been taken from her. He doesn't know anything about He was retired. And even that was kind of something that happened out of her peer view. She didn't experience it, right? She hasn't felt that loss in the same manner that Del- that Maeve has felt that loss of your child and then that possibility of them being back with you again. She's more focused on their liberation and dealing with the enemy because all mankind to her is just that. And Maeve simply doesn't have that concept of humanity either because she's known Felix. A majority of her park experience has been with the more you know pasteurized idyllic form of humanity and while there are tragedies and traumas around her they're not ones in which she has absolutely no control until maybe the last year and even there i would debate that because she was the madam at the mariposa she was a managerial position in which she probably got to choose her lovers on most occasions And she also was able to use a weapon to defend herself and the ones that she loved close, which is not something that every host is able to do. I mean, not even Arnold, once again, or Bernard, was able to do more than hold a weapon. And in two storylines, she was able to hold and use said weapon. And while I completely not at all blame Maeve for her want and need and desire to go the way she is going she's focused only on her daughter one could argue that as a woke host over her species being such a singularity that there may be a responsibility there that is put upon her whether she wants it or not as far as it goes to the 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 safe passage the you know look at all the people that's dying around her she has a great deal of control that could probably protect them and yet that's not an interest of hers you don't always have to be the one being a leader but sometimes you are the leader and you know that you're the leader it's kind of like with avasarala telling jim you know you're not a child you never were some people get to just ignore all of the things but some people know that they they have that responsibility to do more because they're the right person to do it and they step up despite the uh personal toil but once again coming back to how both of these women awoke she awoke because she knew she had to break her prison and she had to do it violently ford made it clear to dolores there was no other way and Maeve, she first became conscious by deciding that my daughter is something that I care about and something I feel the need to protect. They're both naive, immature, and different avenues based on 
what they have been through and the next scene we see that Dolores don't take that back talk from non-woke hosts because her very misogynistic encounter with Craddock Jonathan Tucker uh, proves much more violent in the end much more antagonistic despite her saying you know it's okay they don't know any better it's their nature (laughs) she tells him the only way to get to glory is under her command she's also going west where william seems to be heading and glory is a place she tells teddy to basically light him up along with angela then she tells the tech to bring craddock back online all in a effort to enlighten them the way she said it there was so much uh just animal <laughs> there was so much anger in that line um he didn't even get a mind wipe he was just brought back to earth and she basically said i'm god in this situation uh it's deservedly cruel but it's still cruel she tells him she killed god and it's not his favor but hers that uh he'll need and teddy sure as shit didn't like that in her mind the ends justify the means and that's exactly (laughs) why she's up there with thanos james flint walter white from what i hear they have these altruistic motives born of a trauma and there's something that's not discussed i think enough in the in the world and we know it happens but it's just not underlined enough she was built from love but look what love has given her i mean she lost arnold who she loved a great deal i think i've already mentioned her father but then the rest of her personality or her her interactions with life have been that of a a rape victim she has a ptsd disorder that is already so psychologically embedded that is simply her personality and one of the biggest um symptom of being the victim of that is a narcissistic rage which kind of comes out with her expressions you know she has the mild irritation the annoyance uh but then she can follow it up with very different types of violent action she's very contained at this moment but when is she going to implode um she seems to take a great deal of grandeur the way she presents herself uh talking to her oppressors and the thing about abuse in itself is that more often than not the abused victim becomes the abuser because it's a cycle that reinforces the behavior and protects them by them enacting the same type of characteristics as their abuser but it's not only in that it's in how our children they grow up and they take on characteristics of their parents or ideals of their parents it's why you see those little 10 year old fuckers talking about yeah i'm a proud boy and you are not even registered or close to being registered to vote and i've even had little kids that are eight or nine that are preaching things their parents say as if it is 
gospel. And some people are able to break that cycle, but even to a lesser extent of just being racist, those cycles don't seem to break as effectively. And knowing where she comes from, knowing who even Arnold was, I feel like she was always set up to be or go down the path that she is going down. William, you are trash making Dolores sit at the piano at your coronation party, even though it's supposed to be a James Delos retirement party. Did you see all the blonde hosts around? He has a serious tick and it's so bothersome because it's nasty. And his his wife is rather uneasy in the fact that he's taken these hosts out of the park and put them at a party talking about they won't leave the grounds. His Her daughter is there, Emily, who is adorable. James points out that, you know, our project is showing progress. However, he feels as if he is sick at the moment because he makes a line of some of us have more time than others. He then goes to play with his or dance with his granddaughter and he tells Dolores, he calls her girly. Later on in the evening, she goes to the backyard to look at the lights and she runs into Logan who is very fucked up on drugs and wonders if William sent her to entertain him because he has a sick sense of humor. Logan tells her that the sound that you hear in there is a fool's fiddling while the whole fucking species starts to burn and that they lit the match. This is another moment of insightfulness from him of saying you're playing with fire and when it burns you, I really hope, and he actually toasts to the, the fact, may your future or may your forever be blissfully short, that you are going to think you're going to win out of this situation, but we're making a mistake and he can see it, whatever this project is. Back in the two-week time period, Lawrence and William find Pariah uh, aflame and inhospitable. The man William is seeking is the older version of Lawrence. His story played out to the end where he finds emptiness at the end of his revolution. William offers him a real ending. Going back to the emptiness at the end of the revolution, I think that is possibly a premonition. Like you can go after and kind of, it sports basically what I've been saying all along. Like what's the end game though? What is it for? Elazo tells a story about how at the circus, these powerful elephants were kept in line by a stake and he couldn't understand why. Like these were beasts that could rip that stake out at any point, could tear off trees. And his mom told him that they were introduced to the stake when they were very young and couldn't pull it out. So after a while, they stopped trying and now they don't know their own strength. I think this is very... uh metaphoric for the host at the moment you thought these were docile creatures because when we introduced them they didn't know their parameters and now that they are aware of that you know what i'm just gonna stay put he says i won't be going with you at all to help you on your revolution because it's simply you know uh too dangerous (laughs) like you you messing with some people you don't even know about my man William uses threats to try to get his men to join him because he thinks he could just command him. He really is so stupid 
because one minute he tries to pretend like they're real and the next minute he wants to think he's still the king of the universe he is told by elazo however that this game was meant for him william but he would have to play it alone before all the hosts including elazo himself commits suicide y'all know that's uh my favorite darth gideon from uh mandalorian he also says i'll see you in the valley beyond now we've heard valley beyond in glory and at the end of this episode teddy says this is the same place we're all heading to the same destination we heard in the first episode dolores gun down one of the native american folks and tell him the valley beyond is not meant for you is not meant for all of us so she clearly is trying to get to this prize before others do and she's not the only person trying to seek said prize said uh to her weapon but what is it to everyone else is it a weapon or is it in craddock's case just the end of his storyline william says fuck you ford before shooting lawrence three times and lawrence the other says who the hell is ford (laughs) did he build this place of judgment that you're talking about and he's like he does not get that honor i'm the one that built it and it is my greatest mistake because he wanted to create something too something everlasting right he got to this world had dreams of grandeur he wanted to be the man himself and what he created he apparently is not as pleased about in the end result (laughs) as uh four probably wasn't as pleased in the end result either because he wanted an idyllic world to try to teach manatee to love each other and see the real life stories between us but you know y'all came in and fucked up all that William primarily being one of the biggest my guess is back in the past William brings a naked Dolores online which the fact that he would even put her in this position belittling her blaming her for making him fall in love with her he says what saved him with heartbreak tears still in his eyes is his rationalization that she did not make him interesting she made him interested in himself then reiterates that she is nothing that she is a reflection and she intends to use or he intends to use her and her kind to be exploited by the other guests because you know that makes him feel good the revenge of it all because he got his heart broken following a delusion that he chose to go down he says it's gonna give enlightenment to others but the difference between william and other people they know they're shit people they accept that they're shit like logan that's what i mean when i was talking about him season one he knows what his vices are he knows what his weak he doesn't try to pretend that i am not this person whereas william does not own at all his own fallacies he says that you made me interesting you made me this person thus i can blame all my actions this villainous side on you but while i'm in the real world you know i can continue to be this hero except somewhere in the line 
his realities got crossed and he needs to be the hero of this world too he needs to be the white hat even though he's walking around in a black hat he can still have a redemption i need to find another word for that because i'm probably going to use it a lot so i need some synonyms on deck <laughs> but in truth all y'all is psychologically insecure if you i mean or you're just damaged people that like power i think you could just be people who like power it doesn't even have to be damaged it's damaged because it's wrong and we see it as something repulsive but to them that's something that got them and separates them from the rest of humanity and he intends to pursue something else and shows her still gloating telling her the exact spot where the line of construction is for his new beginning of whatever back in the two-week timeline Dolores is showing Teddy this exact same spot. Teddy is concerned about Craddock, but she's like, I have him firmly under control because he wants to get to glory and I'm the only person that can get him there. She says a a friend was foolish enough to show her a weapon that can change the game. And it is in this valley beyond, AKA glory. I won't answer any of these questions because I know of course, but I will say they put a lot of clues in this episode if you are sussing them out. I think that's all I will say and leave the rest for feedback. So let's jump to it. What up, Christina? It's Mimi. This is Feedback for Wet's World Season 2, Episode 2. Um, I do want to point out something before I get into this week's episode. I want to talk about last week's episode because I just listened to the podcast. I never said that Ford was a hero. I said I thought he was a villain and it turned out he was not. He was not a bad guy. I think his idealism and reality weren't matching up or something like that I can't I'm I'm not really going to try and spend time trying to theorize like if he realized he was wrong if he's trying to write it I'm not sure but I definitely don't think he's a hero um he had no problem threatening people's lives killing people humans to get what he wanted and that's not necessarily the right choice but in the end I mean I guess time will tell if he did the right thing or not um he was trying to um not be like William I think and maybe that was his way of doing it and we know William is a shitty person and I feel like towards the end of this we probably see him kill some real people and he probably wouldn't shed a tear matter of fact the kind of person he is in real life he might have done some underhanded stuff too I know they said he was a throanthropist what you know what they call it when people do philanthropists I think that's what you call it they do charity work but I don't buy it because they say CEOs, higher up people, the 1% have similar brain patterns as serial killers. So I feel like that's a reason there's like, they're narcissistic for sure, but they have a lot of the same qualities. So I'm just going to end it there. The first thing I want to talk about was I love the scenes with Dolores when she was in the real world um, with Arnold. 
I don't know why just seeing her like I guess that would be her baby version she's an infant because this is 30 years ago when she was brand new um, she just looks so innocent and it just goes to show you that the actress is really good because you can see even in her mannerisms and her facial expressions how she's changed when you see her in the past and then the, the present um, that was pretty cool um, I liked seeing actually I like seeing a lot of the um host the original host in that setting it just sees you know see them in a different way so I don't know if we're supposed to know this but when exactly did Charlie die because Charlie died when the park was before the park opened right or after because you know we're seeing William young so this is 30 years ago and we know William not William we know Charlie died but Arnold was making a house for him like didn't he build Dolores to replace Charlie that I didn't get like was he just talking about Charlie to Dolores and he didn't want to explain death to her is that why he was talking about her like that oh she, he can't wait to meet you or does that mean he's alive I'm you know how this timeline is just throwing me anyway um I just listen to your podcast is the reason I know there was three timelines because I only knew it was two <laughs> and the past and the present said so I guess there was an excused you know future that I was supposed to see I didn't even notice the like the fragments of uh Bernard's memory I didn't see all that crap you saw and I was like oh shoot I might need to go back and look so I know time is throwing me off also, I would like to, to say now I see why you was all butthurt that I didn't think Jonathan Tucker was attractive. I never said he wasn't a good actor. I didn't say I didn't like watching him in shows. He was actually in one of a show I, it was a long time ago that I used to love me and my sister. When I tell you we love this, we loved it. And when they canceled it, I mean, I mourned. I was like, it was like star-crossed to me. Like it wasn't that kind of genre uh, shows, but it was just like my soul was crushed it was called the black donnelly's oh i love that show so much and he was i'm pretty sure the main character i will never ever forgive i believe it was um i want to say it was fox because they're usually the ones that destroy my dreams or maybe it was cbs i don't know but that show was good but anyway jonathan tucker is in here um i still don't think he's cute and i would like to say we were talking to you were talking about that chin scar pretty sure that's real because he got it in this show too so I think that's just his scar I don't think that's supposed to mean anything in debris I think he just has a scar on his chin and he, characters he plays it must work because I know it worked in Black Donnelly's if it was there it worked here because he's freaking what was he like a confederado leader or whatever and you know he's a, a F um, CIA slash military guy so scars work in those scenarios um i will say at the end though he was trying to act all tough acting like he was finna manhandle dolores and she was so calm and collected and she was like it's fine he don't know no better that's how he was programmed and him and old girl teddy i should say him <laughs> being teddy and um I can't remember I don't remember that girl's name the blonde haired girl and then Dolores like well Dolores didn't shoot him it was just those two they laid everybody out and then she <laughs> had that poor black guy he looked so scared oh my god poor guy but she had him bring him back to life 
and now I see why she kept him but I felt so bad for him like he's literally he probably ain't even paid well <laughs> he probably was like I should have never taken this raggedy ass job with these crazy ass white folks he had to, he had to have known as soon as he was like where's the next shift we've been working for 13 hours and that rich white man with that suit came in screaming about the the host there revolting he probably was like that was probably the moment he realized he fucked up he was like i don't know why i took this job these rich crazy white folks i should have known better i'm sorry when i have seen the clientele i mean i know times is hard i just i can't imagine them being paid well because to me that job seems like people that work on a on a cruise ship like they're responsible for so much they're away from their family and believe it or not people on cruise ships get paid shitty they're the one like i don't know if you know how it was over quarantine they were literally on sea like they paid for the guests to get sh like fl flown out shipped out back to where they was but the people the crew people they had to stay on those boats i don't know if you know that but that's because of that i will never in my life ever spend a nickel on a cruise because that's some bullshit y'all treat y'all employees like trash but you flew out the people that you know were the guests you couldn't do that to everybody like you couldn't get a smaller ship and let them go home they were just like indefinitely stranded on a boat like that's pretty terrible and that's how i feel like the people that work for westworld would the the lower totem pole people not like i mean i'm assuming the tech people probably make decent money but i'm assuming the lower people that like cut open dig out bullets clean sperm out of vaginas like those people cannot be making good money i find it hard to believe um i think that's all i have to say about your jonathan tucker whatever his character's name is um and now i want to talk about that scene with uh teddy and dolores meeting hector and mave I gotta tell you we didn't see a lot of Maeve but her little teeny little scene blew me away like <laughs> it was just I don't know why this scene was so satisfying maybe I don't think we got to see them together like I know Maeve gave her some stank looks with her and Clementine on the porch but I don't think we got to see them actually interact until now but it was just like a showdown almost with wits like one thing that I liked about Maeve was the fact that she could force people to do what she wanted, but she didn't want them to lead, to follow her that way. And it seems like Dolores don't care. Like, so they, they're like opposites. Like they're mirroring each other, but they're going different paths. I know that's not the right analogy. I just, I, I feel like I see them doing, like they have the same, they're both awoken. They're both woke. I think that's the way to say it. They're both woke and they're both deciding what they want to do on their own terms and making their own path. And they're not following a narrative, but they're doing it a different way. Like Hector is devoted to Maeve because he follows her because he wants to. He loves her and he will do any like he will take he will take risk his life for her. He will follow her anywhere because he wants to. And with Teddy, I don't know that he like he don't know anything but following Dolores like he killed all of the hosts before and she killed him like he he didn't even fight her back like so i don't think he has any control over the fact that he's following her um i don't like it doesn't seem like he is agreeing with everything she says but he's not fighting back um and Maeve was like you know if 
you're not going to force me and I get to make my own choices, then you need to move out of the way. That showdown was everything. And I'm telling you, when <laughs> when Teddy pulled that gun out, um, when, when Maeve was like rolled up on Dolores, I was like, Teddy, please, honey, you died way too much. You don't want any of that. Just put the gun down because Hector will slaughter you. And I personally would have loved to see them go hand to hand and fight um, between Maeve and Dolores. I, w- I mean, not like a cat fight where they're slapping each other and pulling each other's hair. Like, I want to see them like fight, fight, like a real boxing match. It didn't go down to that. But like the the tongue lashing that Maeve gave Dolores was pretty satisfying. The whole interaction, really, because they are literally like parallels of one another just one does one one way and the other one does the other way Maeve is on a mission to get her daughter she don't care about nobody else she don't care about killing anyone so they're you know (laughs) she she does what she wants to do and you're not gonna get in her way so she was like bye Felicia so the one thing I need some clarification on first from the last podcast so did I thought Bernard said he killed everybody. I thought he was talking about the man in black, but you're saying he said, I killed him. And I listened to that scene twice because I couldn't quite hear what he said. And it sounded like he said he killed him. I didn't know he was talking about himself. And the person in the water to me, I don't know. I don't remember if you answered it or not, but it looked like Teddy. But I wasn't sure. I was like, am I supposed to know who that is? Because it kind of looked like him, but the angle was off. And even seeing it again didn't really help. Um, So I just want to pose that question. Um, And then Ford really thought of everything. Like, he really set this up for William. I hope he's trying to pay him back in some way because he's a pretty shitty person. I can't wait to see the way that unfolds because the way he keeps trying to get an army, he's like, nope, you got to do this by yourself or you ain't going to do it at all. I love it. Um, But it seems like William is blaming Dolores for him falling in love with her and turning into who he is. Like, am I understanding that correctly? Because how you how you in one breath say they do what they're told and they can't make their own choices in the same breath saying like this your fault who I am is because of you like it doesn't sound like he's mad about it but I don't know how he can blame her for his outcome and seeing his family his wife did look a little little off (laughs) his daughter was super cute though but she looked even when we saw her she looked a little crazy and poor Logan I knew that man was about to lose his shit now he's shooting up in some futuristic kind of way he still got track marks so it can't be that great of a future they still can't give you injections without poking you um but he lost his mind he's sitting there at that coronation so to speak even though it's a retirement party mad as hell because he because he is nobody and his dad found a new son (laughs) that's not funny but it's kind of funny poor logan i kind of feel bad for him even though kids like him they i mean if you really wanted to be the boss you should have acted like the boss you you could have taken william out you could have done a lot of things but you were so one of those i feel like privileged kids that just thought just because i that's my daddy i'm gonna get what i want your daddy showed you no you're not i found someone better than you so i can't feel too bad for that your whole family's fucked fucked up so your dad just seemed like one of those people that's rich but still a hillbilly (laughs) 
and I don't know I guess Logan just didn't get that from like he just didn't get that kind of sense of um hillbilly-ishness from his dad he grew up privileged and he stayed that way last point is I want to I have a question the weapon that at the end the last scene when uh William was there with Dolores and he was talking about you know he um Dolores said she had a weapon that some old friend of hers created or something like that. Is she talking about an old friend? Like, does she mean Ford, Arnold, or William? Because the scene before we saw that, she was with William. So is that the weapon she's talking about? I, I don't know if I'm supposed to know this or if I'm supposed to be thinking about it. But when she said an old friend, a lot of people popped in my mind. So I'm just curious to know who the hell she's talking about. So I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So Ford remains a complicated person. Ford was never, in my opinion, I never saw him as a William because William wasn't a creator. He wasn't someone who came at this with any intent of (laughs) other than I fell for something that wasn't that that was my own construct in a lot of ways and while Ford wanted to create something I would argue William seems to be just destruction and that's all he's done on this part but I do agree both are narcissistic as hell then in regards to the timeline so they built the host and trained them in the park for five years before they pitched the idea to Logan 30 years ago when the park um, wasn't, it was open, but it wasn't taking that many guests. Like they pitched the idea to him. And by the time he brought William, he had been there. Even his sister had been there already. So this was before, it's somewhere in that gray, I would say fifth year period. Um, and I know you were saying that he mentioned Charlie, but I'm guessing Charlie died in around, uh, close to the end of that fifth year, right before he was going to move his family over is my guess. Uh, so it coming together, it, it really, to me, made more sense regarding Arnold's desperation for the host of fine consciousness. And it was failing but he was able to find some success and that was that little bit was enough for him and then his only child left Dolores he poured all the rest of his energy into protecting Uh, so when he killed himself it was before Logan and William visited but Logan had already already mentioned this part um so it was floundering until William upped their investment in the company and it was that that made the park uh, successful for the next 30 years, William being the next Delos. Uh, An idea though, he stole from Logan because I know you were dogging Logan about how he wasn't that good. I don't know if we have that enough for that argument. They say, or at least James Delos called him a failure of a son, but it is not to say he wasn't but i do think that when it came to this park he saw its success and he was able to be the one that had the innovative plan into investing more here and that idea was stolen by william 
I was butthurt about Jonathan Tucker. You're absolutely right. Uh, the Black Donnellys. That sounds so familiar. I feel like I have watched that show. And yes, he is in Westworld. And yes, that scar, the whether or not it's it's uh, real or not, has been cleared up. So uh, thanks for that. And someone, I was listening to another Debris podcast, and they said the same thing. There's like, no, I think that's just uh, the actor. He is playing a Confederate soldier, though. Thus, he is the enemy. And I was satisfied when she killed him at the Last Supper setup that they had there. She said, "I'm Jesus Christ, bitch." I can bring your ass back from the dead. I could turn water into wine. But then like Ford says, everything is magic or, you know, a miracle, whatever, into, uh, unless you're the magician. <laughs> and yes, poor Felix 2.0 treated uh, to a very, very uh, unpleasant experience. This is interesting though, as these texts do seem to be singled out for this line of work i think that's an interesting question to pose about the situation in the real world and then do you blame all cruise lines or just that cruise line for abandoning the people like was that all cruise lines that you're just because if it was carnival i expected nothing less it's always been a piece of shit if it's royal caribbean which one so i can boycott that Because I'm not sure if I can make all of them responsible for the actions of one or two. But get back to me and let me know. And the job market gap is something that is interesting. Um, You know, saying why would people choose to work at this place? It could be that there are not a lot of opportunities out there in the real world. And I am just saying this out of supposition going back to like Expanse how there is a lot more people than there are jobs in the war world and it has been talked about uh, very much frequently about how humanity is going to eventually overpopulate i think you're spot on there is a mirroring path effect with dolores and mave imagine if dolores had mave's capability right now and what she would do with that i think it's it's a a good thing that she doesn't and that she has now abducted this tech to do essentially what Maeve can do on the fly and they have a division of wits but it's not as I mentioned earlier antagonism I can't talk right now so you're just gonna have to hear me being dyslexic many times female versus females they have to either be collaborative or they're enemies they're not enemies they see each other's point they just don't want to pursue the same philosophy and they're able to move away from that amicably and that's not something even humans are able to do which kind of makes them better than uh there was mature moments of them being and while i agree Maeve has not had it easy she certainly had it easier and someone gave her help to escape the park and all let her get all this damn clearance ford let dolores stumble around lost in her own memories <laughs> until she was ultimately killed by her relentless tormentor and then she was forced into a choice of kill me or stay a prisoner 
she's got more experience with the white megalomaniacs of the world that control the world and her plans are diabolical in reflection of the people like they talked about reflections in this episode she too can reflect on who these people are that are going to be in their way Maeve she is rightfully being selfish in her goals and her aims but as I posed earlier you know she is the only other woke host in the park besides Dolores and she doesn't agree with Dolores's philosophy but she's also not willing to intervene or assist in you know the liberation of her people they are her people or species and she has a bit of an indifference to that and I think that's where both of the women can grow in a lot of ways and I know it's not and I've made this argument a lot of times you know you don't always need to take up the calls for humanity but sometimes you kind of have to <laughs> you can't just see something wrong and just turn away from it what kind of person are you if you do and then knowing that she's not the only prisoner here why would you not try to get only yourself some freedom uh and i didn't answer the question in regards to who killed who last episode uh he did say i killed them you think it's teddy in the water and i'll see what shy says and if y'all both on the same page i'll deny or acknowledge and yeah what is ford's plan with william i think that's a really good question william is a victimizer (laughs) he's someone who never thinks it's his fault is what i believe and i will say um William did make Logan look very mentally unstable, stranding him in that park for days. And we know you can go three days just to go west. So God only knows how long he left them naked, starving. They probably found him near death, is my guess. And that experience fucked him up. And Logan now has been usurped by William but how shitty is it of his father to replace him so easily you would think he would love his son enough and i just you know it's a lot it broke him down and now he is a drug addict but it doesn't mean he doesn't have any sense of exactly what they're doing and enough wherewithal to think that it's an absolutely life-altering horrible decision um he probably was not the best at his job though he did say of this sector he probably was one of those guys that tried to get his daddy to love him all the time and his daddy never gave him the support he needed i could see that dolores her mentioning the weapon and old friend because she did mention it this episode and it was right after that scene i'm guessing william is the old friend and because she was standing right at that spot but it's still a mystery on what that weapon actually is and that is all the comments i have on your podcast and yes you're correct in this show does require multiple watches even me now having watched it at least five or six times all the way through 
I still pick up new things that give rise to different questions or uh, let me see things in a different perspective. In this case, it's been Teddy um, seeing how history rather is repeating itself for him. And I, I feel a lot of empathy towards that character that I didn't necessarily have before of just how much of a choice he doesn't have in his own life despite all these ideals of freedom that is being banded about always a pleasure my love and last but certainly not least queen shy hey christina it's me shy i'm here to talk about this amazing show westworld this time episode two wow i'm really enjoying this show I enjoyed this episode. It was a complete different vibe than episode one. <laughs> it was a lot slower paced. It was a lot more character driven, getting backstories and um, so more information gathering. Um, last episode was just so, I don't know, it was just so much going on. It was hard to take it all in um because of that and I definitely missed some things and listening to your podcast pointed those things some of those things out um because again I was <laughs> I was trying to you know take it in trying to you know think about what what this all means and so when in doing that I tend to this is probably one of those shows not probably it is one of those shows where you need to watch it a couple of times just to get a firm a better grasp I'm not saying you're gonna have a firm grasp on what's happening um so yeah but I'm just trying to watch it and give my reactions and not um for the most part but yeah I know like season one finale I had to watch that crap twice because uh <laughs> I watched it too early and didn't give any feedback um and that and that was just one again one of those episodes you needed to watch twice and last episode was another one but I didn't watch it again I did watch however when you said what you said about um who was in the water I did go back to the end to see who was in the water <laughs> because I wasn't fully paying attention I just like I was just more like um affected by the totality of it like holy shit all these hosts are in the water and so I saw that Teddy that was Teddy in the water right and that goes back to not go back to that goes to probably a rabbit hole I'm about to go down um and thinking that because I didn't see Dolores in there and maybe she's there but they I would think they would have shown her being in the water or on the on the beach or something like that that she that Bernard is covering for her that um that maybe they both killed the host because I'm like where's where's Dolores that's my first thought and then I'm thinking that because during this whole episode I got the feeling even when she exposed everything to Teddy and he finally realized what was going on that with you know what the park is about and his role in the park and all this stuff I still got the distinct impression that he still wasn't fully on board with what Dolores was doing I don't know I was getting that vibe from him because it wasn't like you know after um he you know she exposed everything he was like hell yeah let's do this yeah whatever I'm all about it the, you know what's the next thing we gotta do he still seemed kind of like taken aback and not really 
wanting to do i mean he's gonna support her but i i don't know i could be wrong I, that's just the vibe i was getting from him and so i'm thinking maybe at some point he tried to stop her or he wasn't on board and she killed him or whatever i don't know that's just a theory that i have or then i'm thinking that maybe they're not dead because <laughs> you said seemingly and i'm like i'm on to you christina either you're trying to get me to go down this crazy path or there's something to that because then i'm like hmm are they really dead because it seemed like they can that that black guy is program can they can die but he can program them to come back to life so maybe this is like a sneak attack or he's they're trying to throw them off the scent like oh yeah we're all dead oh no sad sad and then they're not dead so those are my thoughts on that and then my other thought is you know we finally get to see you know i thought that was a future when you know those flash those flashes those memories that bernard was doing in the beginning of episode one of like a different looking dolores so now we see that that was in the past and so i find that fascinating that they the hosts were and i guess that would make sense because it wasn't a park at the time they were developing the park but they had the host already they were developing the host prior to the park so they would be part of the world um, until that happens and obviously they will put them in the park once that's developed so i found that fascinating um and again that would make sense that you know when because they like they did with logan they're selling this product to investors and so they would want them to see what they are investing in so i thought that's that was a brilliant marketing strategy to have him try to guess which ones were the hosts and which ones weren't and then come to find out they were all of course i knew that i'm like yeah they're all hosts i hope they're all hosts sorry i can't even talk and sure enough they were all hosts so i thought that was awesome that was a good way of selling it and of course obviously logan ate it all up because you know we know logan so in this version we got to see from a distance a little bit the younger ford and then we see arnold arnold showing um weirdly showing i don't know if it's weirdly but um yeah he has a a certain um attachment to dolores so he shows her where he's gonna be living with his family which is near where they're um, organization is and so I found it interesting that you know he was you know he was enjoying I, I mean which makes sense because he's trying to you know develop this consciousness thing and for a brief moment she was going off script and saying stuff that was like philosophical and all that good stuff and then she went back on script and he was a bit disappointed and so I found that seemed to be interesting but it brings up the fact that back to what she said to that um that guest um later on about oh she she knows the real world because he was like trying to throw that in her face you don't even know what you're about to um face and in her eyes at least and um she's like oh please I've been out there I know what is I know what I'm you know I know what that world is about I know what the real world is but I like what you said Christina in your last podcast about um, Maeve and her and how they have these memories and they have these experiences but they're still in another way naive 
um, to certain things and childlike in certain ways because of how they how these experiences have come like they're experienced in trauma like they've experienced a lot of trauma but they don't have a lot of true life experience if that makes sense because they pretty much live the same day over or a few days over and over and over so they don't have a true concept of the real world even though Dolores was a part of that world and so there's a bit of naivete to her and her way of thinking um and and oh yeah that reminds me I loved her in um Maeve's scene that I, I know that they've interacted before or briefly interacted before but this this scene I'm like oh yeah I love this because Maeve seems the wiser of the two like the more seasoned of the two even though and I heard what you said about um Dolores experiencing um more of the violence and stuff but I'm like so Maeve did too but I feel like what the difference between those two is that Dolores was exposed to William who's cray cray so that to me is where they different and of course like you said Maeve was um programmed to be a nurturer whereas Dolores was programmed just to be the ranch's daughter so there's a difference in that but I love what Maeve said well when she was challenging Dolores and saying um is that the only way to fight you know the way you're doing it is that the only way to go about this there you know there's different ways to do this and I choose to do it my way you do it your way so um and we'll just go our separate ways and do what we got to do so I love that and um it just goes back into what you were saying as well um sorry sorry about their differences um and even how they approach you know their journey and their self-discovery and being woke is completely different um and to me I think you touched on it in your podcast as well but I mean I do feel like because of you know because William has his God complex and I feel like Dolores has adapted that type of mentality so she's becoming the very thing that she says that she detests that she hates and I think that's part of what I'm thinking like Teddy is like "Eh." I mean you're saying you know these hosts I mean these guests and these people did this to us but yet you're turning around and applying that same logic in your journey so yeah it's just I don't know this is just so much to unravel with that oh I saw oh I, that, I forgot to mention we saw another uh <laughs> Brian from Debris so yes another alumni from Westworld I did not know that so I don't know if you mentioned that either I think you might have mentioned it but I don't know but I was like oh there's Brian but here's my other thing about this was going on and this is my other theory or rabbit hole that I'm going down are they blackmailing these guests is that why they're like they're extorting them they're like their DNA the memories and they're sending those outside the park to extort or to sell to the highest bidder so that person can extort or blackmail the guests into doing certain things because I'm like there's a reason why they're securing these memories and with something William said, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it gave me the idea that um, that's what they're doing. Um, that's the shady under 
dealings. Yeah, because the younger William, because I'm glad that we got a backstory to um, how this got started, how Delos got involved, um, how he got his father-in-law to um, invest in it. But it's something he said to pitch um, his father-in-law that really got me thinking that they're using this park to blackmail people or to extort people or to get people to do what they want. I don't know. That's just the feeling I got from that scene and then what you said was going on with the DNA and all that good stuff and whatever. I could be wrong. Of course, we see that Logan turned out to be a druggie, a crackhead. So, really? <laughs> so, the park traumatized him in that way or what Logan, a uh, Logan, William did to him traumatize him so i'm glad to see we know what happened to logan because last we saw he was butt ass naked riding down riding down the, to the you know, sunset whatever um to the edge of the park so um so yeah all right so my next crack theory is that is ford really dead i don't know because <laughs> hear me out i mean i know you're probably gonna laugh you're probably laughing right now as i'm saying this because I'm like did he make a host of himself and just get him and have Dolores shoot that host or is he did he do what Arnold did and just program a bunch of stuff and then you know went out with the blaze of glory so because obviously I'm thinking about the El Paso is that his name um the scene with William and Lawrence and the com- Desperados whatever Camarado whatever they're called Confederales um how um yeah the guy after he they shot him you know they shot themselves and you know ford was like yeah i mean of course we know it was ford because obviously he said robert but i knew that before then um that no you're not you gotta do it on your own or something like that like no you're not gonna it's not gonna you're not gonna get an army and do whatever whatever nope this is all you and so Because William's like, oh, he's not going to make this easy for me. And I'm like, no shit. Why would he make it easy for you? You're an idiot. You're a narcissist pig. So, of course, he's not going to make it easy for you. (laughs) And so, the other thing about William is what he said to Dolores when he was talking to her in in the room. He was saying how you made me interested in me. And I'm like, God, this dude is so self-absorbed, narcissistic, uh, sociopath, psychopath, whatever you want to call him. He's just all of it. And, oh, it's just, oh, it's like, dude, just get over yourself. And so, and it's like, and I think that's going to be his downfall because he doesn't see these hosts at, I mean, he did, but now he doesn't. And so he's like blabbing away to Dolores, you know, telling her his um all the secrets, all the details apparently because of what Dolores said to Teddy at the end that of course she remembers everything. So obviously he must have said something to her that was a key to what she's trying to do now. Um because obviously he didn't think that what he was telling her was going to go anywhere and sure enough it might end up being uh, the catalyst to something big happening so there's my theory on that they also said something about have you seen anything so full of splendor so I'm wondering if that means something because William said it and um, Dolores said it so I'm wondering if 
that's something that no no she said it first and then William said it second I don't know so it's so timey-wimey sometimes excuse me hiccups all right well I better go um I said enough um I can talk about this show all day and go on and on and on trying to figure crap out but at some point I gotta end it and just let it be and this is that point so until next time much love peace the black girl magic queen of the couch shy so shy agrees that this is definitely a multiple viewing type show (laughs) and since she thinks the same yes it is teddy in the uh in the end in the river the ocean the lake whatever you want to call it bernard and dolores in cahoots mildly interesting teddy definitely looks conflicted i think the wolf between them is a premonition of their past and possible future are the hosts dead mildly interesting arnold loved dolores she's the first host and his first creation thus he sees her as his child and he's a father to her i think that there is something between fathers and daughters uh, that we will explore this episode or this season i should say but i think there's also the relationship between mothers and their children and those are different bonds dolores definitely is the defiantly (laughs) obstinate you know regarding her her goals you know her experience her knowledge i know she's kind of arrogant with it as well she's a teenager going out in the world for the first time being like you don't tell me nothing i know what i'm doing but as we know with teenagers and that 18 year i think they know it all but they really don't so that's why i compare them to to children uh, a lot of the times because they don't have that true experience even her real world experience is limited and it's only those people she doesn't have a multifaceted uh viewpoint a 3d model of the world she only has her one vision of it and you mentioned Maeve has experienced violence too but not as a damsel um I think I pointed this out in the episode, but not only in the cabin, but the Mariposa, she was allowed to defend herself versus Dolores, who was consistently in a defensible storyline. Like the end of her story always ended with her parents being murdered and she being molested by, um, what's his name? Trevor. I keep calling him Trevor, but that's not his name. Um... The one guy we saw him shooting like him and the milk guy that's part of their narrative story they get guests to uh join in this and you mentioned that as well that you thought it was only william that's the only difference that's absolutely um untrue over 30 years there's been more men than william who's picked up that can and every time they do they're automatically pulled into that storyline where at the end of it she gets raped and then murdered that that's her uh that's her art um so yeah there's a clear defying uh, difference between the two women and Maeve's true introduction to even more of the more insidious side of human nature which she does need right so that she knows to be fearful 
because you don't know what you can't you don't know that something's bad until you're they're like oh okay so she needed that experience and i think once she became conscious ford put her in that position so that she could possibly get that experience because he mentioned at the end of season or episode 10 that you needed more time to get to know your enemy and thus that 30 something years the majority of the time she's been spending it in the family friendly zone so she has had native american attacks but she's never not been able to defend her daughter she's not been able or she's not had those same types of everyday loops they usually end with her talk tucking her daughter into bed and she going to sleep except for the last about year and where else did i get we'll talk about it more in season three but at this point dolores is convinced this is the best way and the best option and she is holding a card that informs her of that we don't fully have that story right now um i think i've already mentioned this some of it i've already said so i don't want to keep repeating myself um i think that dolores's anger is valid uh i think i've said this too about that complex Uh, yep i don't want to repeat all that (laughs) sorry i'm just reading through my notes because i was just scrambling away Uh, I did mention that Brian was in here and that he was Brian from Debris because Craddock hadn't been introduced yet. So no, I didn't mention him uh, because I I think I did say that Jonathan Tucker was in Westworld, but I didn't tell you who he was going to be playing. And yeah, a question about what they are doing. I'm so glad you asked that question with the guest DNA and the memories. Are they doing blackmail? Mildly interesting. (laughs) I know you want to slap me at this point. Like, you're not answering any of my questions. I can't. But they're good questions to pose. Is Ford really dead? We did see his maggot-filled body two weeks in the present timeline. So there is that. But you mentioned the fact that he could have made a host body for himself. Mildly interesting. William created his own downfall telling Dolores, I believe you're absolutely correct in that. You shouldn't be telling people your own diabolical plans because that can always come and bite you in the ass. And then the statement, have you ever seen anything so full of splendor? I think it's kind of like the violent delights have violent ends. It's one of those things that continues throughout time to be a common a common way to express and you learn these mannerisms these behaviors these lines of dialogue we do it in humanity like one minute we don't know who's the person that came up with bruh or some of the things that we all say as across different generations different uh places (laughs) even in geographically in the world one day someone will be starting to say something like woo child and all of a sudden everyone's saying woo child i think the same in this world it's just those common types of phrases they they're passed on and this is a way to show how we uh how dialogue how information how we see things and even in a way it probably was how i felt the way 
William used it because Dolores most likely said this plenty of times is to mock her. Um, mock her. This is so full of splendor moment. You think this is beautiful. I think this is beautiful, but you don't even see that it's actually, um, it's not a thing that's full of splendor. It's a thing that's full of destruction. At least that's my take on it. If you want to join the conversation, because that's we're going to wrap it up with the feedback, with the mailbag, you can send this to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever else can find podcasts. You can find podcasts. <laughs> My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.